0: Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelberger.
1: Hey, I'm Frank Mills, and welcome to the NSP Show. We appreciate it very much, uh, whether you're watching or listening. Uh, thanks for joining us. Now, today we've got another great show for you. Armin's going to be talking about some of his preferred weight training accessories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're not using the right equipment, I can see you right. not having a lot of success. So I'm looking forward to that. And also, we've got some great fan questions today. So, that being said, Armin, let's get started. Uh, I'm curious, what made you decide to talk about this today?
0: Well, uh, you know, when it comes to staying motivated uh, and getting results, uh, I think about using quality weight training accessories. I I think they're a must. And, you know, I notice people, some use them, some don't. Um, But I just felt like over the years, I've been training 40 years, they definitely help. And, you know, some people you know, may not know about some of the different things I use and how I use them. I thought, well, maybe this will give them you know, a good takeaway. But, uh, I mean, really, I think it's, uh, one of those things that you really, when you understand how they work, it can help your training and keep you, keep you just a lot more motivated.
1: Absolutely. You know, back in the old days, uh, you didn't have a lot of options like you do today, right?
0: Well, there were some, but they're, pretty brutal they're pretty uh you know, back in the day it was it was still pretty primitive let's put it that way so a lot of calluses back then right oh yeah yeah a- absolutely yeah or you use All a right. sponge or something you know something to grip right. it grip the bar with it right right Harry carry kind of thing or or some tape
1: you know to wrap up to where you now, grabbed
0: they didn't really you know, use tape, but no? you know everybody was using rags. You'd know, have a rag right. tied around their wrists and then try to use that. But those those had rip and stuff. So, but yeah. it was a good try.
1: <laughs> well, a lot has happened since then. We've come a long way. So, oh yeah. Bottom line, what kind of stuff are we talking about now?
0: All right. So one of the things that I feel really important um, to have. Is a couple of different types of weightlifting belts to help with uh, your lower back and you know to keep you from you know less likely to get injured. You can still get injured wearing a belt, but at the same time, it gives you the support that you need because what the weight training belt does is increase the uh, intra abdominal pressure. It's kind of like a balloon. You know, hmm. you take a balloon, you squeeze it, it everything's tight in there. So this keeps the spine from moving a lot less. Okay. Right, especially if it's at a bad angle it keeps it in a, in a nice tight position
1: mm-hmm. so you
0: just have a you're just more stable and uh, so and at the end of the day is to help prevent injuries um, in my opinion
1: <laughs> gotcha gotcha so talk to us about what type of belts that you're talking about because there's quite a few out there now
0: Yeah. So again, I was in, you know, I was around as the belt system kind of evolved. And so, you know, back in the day, you just had a regular weightlifting belt. And some of those are really simple. I mean, pure, you know, just to be honest, it's nothing but a piece of leather with a buckle on it. Uh, And some of them, you know, would give you some support and some of them, they just weren't very good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you had the power lifters uh, and they had their own special design of belts, which made a lot of sense. And so, um yeah you you have two different types so i like to use a thinner belt um especially if i'm doing like bent over rows or stiff leg deadlifts uh, because with the thinner belt and and i'm talking about a good one though too it doesn't uh, pinch your belly or your sides as much Mm -hmm. while you're in the bent over (laughs) position you know versus a power belt it'll it's going to pinch and it can actually start to irritate your rib cage depending on where you put the power belt at because it you know It goes below the rib cage, and sometimes, depending on the position you're at, it can start to affect that area. So when it comes to squats and deadlifts and movements where you want to try to keep your spine as straight as possible, Mm
1: -hmm. that's
0: why I like the powerlifting belt. And I just found that, you know, since it's a thicker belt, it's a little bit wider, it really makes a difference on keeping your whole core really tight, and you can lift more weight pure and simple i mean i saw 50 pound increases just by incorporating a good quality belt so uh, it was a real eye-opener too but it, and hmm. kind of encouraging because hey i could use more weight and then any pain so that's why i think it's um you know it's important to understand there's differences between the two mm-hmm. now of course with that being said you know you know you, you don't want to use the belts all the time you want right, to use them right. for your heavier lifts so that way you get some naturally strengthening parts of the core and your abdominal area. Cause you know, you're, you're going to get some effect because the, the the abdominals have to tighten up to do the lifts period. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just a natural process. So when you're doing, when you're lifting raw, as they call it, without the, the, you know, the belts and stuff, you're going to get some strength into the area. It's just that when you start getting that really heavy stuff um, you know, that's when things get kind of ugly. So uh, I, I will say this. I have the NSP, the thin belt that they have, and I'm real happy with that. The way it fits uh, and it has a little bit of a pad in the back and the way it's shaped. Uh, it really doesn't cause any pinching. um and it, it's it's a double pin, which I like the double pin type belts because they send they tend to sink tighter around the uh, the waistline more evenly versus a single pin. It, and that's just my opinion, but um you know that's that's what I want to highlight. Right. Oh, right. And one other thing I forgot to mention. Then there's another belt called a dip belt. Hmm. And how does that work? All right. So, the uh, what you're doing with a dip belt it's it's a big wide piece of leather, typically, uh, with the chain hooked all the way around it. So, you know, the chain is on one end and it hooks to the other end. So it can allow the uh, you could take a dumbbell or a plate. Uh, and you take the chain and run it through the plate if you want, which is one of my favorite ways of doing it, or you mm-hmm. can take the chain and wrap it around the dumbbell. So it's secure. So what this allows you to do is it to add weight for movements like dips. That's why it's called a dip belt, mm-hmm. but also pull-ups. It's very effective for pull-ups and can really, you know, add some new challenges to it. Cause you know, again, it hangs, you know, from your waist in between the legs. Um, and and I loved using a dip belt because I was also really impressed how much extra weight I could add onto my actual body weight. You know, I only like yeah. weigh like, you know, now I weigh about 172, but during my training days, I'd weigh 180 or give or take. So when you can add another 50 pounds, which I was known to do, or 90 pounds I've been able to do, et cetera, add it to the belt, that's a huge differential. Uh, so it's, it's going to challenge you really well. And the other mm-hmm. thing is, people, if you're doing a lot of high reps, because you can do the body weight pretty easy, this is another way to increase that intensity and to again add add more resistance so you can really challenge yourself.
1: so interesting hmm. that that's um hmm. i I, <laughs> I had had never heard of a dip belt um, yeah, but I always wondered like what would be the effect of doing pull ups? once you can do them easily
0: with your body weight. So now you just
1: helped me understand
0: what you can do. Yeah, it'd be a way to, you know, you start adding more weight and, you know, of course your reps are going to drop, but then also you'll build up to it. And again, I was able to do good quality pull-ups with 90 pounds hanging off of me. Uh, And I mean, that really challenges. Mm -hmm. Now, one nice thing about most of, a lot of good quality gyms, they'll actually have a dip belt in the gym. Uh, as long as nobody steals it, but they are typically have those available. So, but I always have mine with me, just just in case, because you know, once you have it, it lasts forever.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, that's funny. I was going to ask you that question, so thanks for answering that. Um, all right. So, what are some of the other things that you use, Armin?
0: All right. So, you know, I've, I train a lot of ways uh, without some type of glove, and at this point you know, I got to have gloves. Okay. It's just, uh, just how, how I'm going to have to roll. (laughs) I get that. Uh, but maybe
1: you could let the audience why you do feel that way.
0: Yeah. Since I've done it with, with and without, uh, one of the things I have noticed, you know, I am married. And so my wife really prefers not to be having 50 grit sandpaper hands. touching That's right. That was the, uh, (laughs) big <laughs> highlight that I had to realize, you know, I was trying to be tough, had the big calluses and the, right. you know, but your hand, your hands get pretty rough. So, yeah, um, so then, you know, I had to figure out well, what am I going to do to, um, you know, to, to fix it. And then there's a lot of crappy gloves out there too. But anyway, some um, uh, the right kind of gloves, I feel like if you get the right design, it's going to protect the palm of your hand you know, the bars can kind of press down in that palm area and kind of pinch a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you have the ones that have the pad there, it helps take that pressure off and allow you to lift more weight during you because you don't have, you know, a pinching or a painful part of the bar. Yeah, so that kind of suppresses that. So I think that's something you should always look for with the gloves. Um, and the other thing is when you have, you know, quality gloves, Versus when you train and you're getting really sweaty, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, the sweat can cause your your grip to slip because you're getting sweaty. So that's another thing. It, you know, it it keeps the sweat from running down onto the hands. It just depends on how intense you're training and how hot it is, but that's another feature to it. Um, And then the, um, with other gloves I've tried, um, I don't like the ones that cover up your hand. You know, it's like a, a piece of leather that, covers up the fingers and all you have available is the fingertips. And so it kind of smothers a hand, so to speak. And so I've tried a lot of those. The problem is, is again, the sweat gets in there and these things are, you know, like a different type of cheap leather. It's not really great leather, but they start to smell brutal after a period of time. Right. Right. I I, I just, and they're, they're, they're less expensive, but I just can't stand them. And I think they kind of, irritate your hands more than anything so i prefer a, a different type of glove um which you know the thing is is with the nsp glove that's kind of what i like i like a glove where the fingertips you know are free but right. you got a little bit of cover on the lower part of the fingers and then the whole palm is covered and it just and, the, and it just in your thumbs available. So it straps you strap the glove around your wrist, mm-hmm. but now you've got this nice comfort area that it can breathe and it's going to protect your hands. And I just think those are the best. And there's been a lot of different versions of them, but again, I know this is a plug for NSP, but I really like the gloves that they have. I was kind of involved with helping them pick out some of this equipment. And so when we were shopping around for different uh, types, uh, when I found those, I was pretty excited because that's what I prefer to have. Because you know, there's so many different types of gloves, and when they start smelling bad, it's just not good. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, and they can smell pretty brutal. Uh, uh, the, that is yes. for sure. Yeah, you
0: know, being in a bag covered up and out in the heat. Yeah, it, it, and plus, yeah, I've had a, I've had times when you know you're every day or a lot of days, and so I've had times when they're still wet from the sweat.
1: Oh yeah, and it's just like.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, right right it's like well i gonna have two pairs of gloves kind of offset that i mean and they get hard and crispy with this uh <laughs> whether it. it's just like eesh. right right
1: <laughs> right now how about coming on and off you know because i I've, I've worn quite a few types of gloves and the ones that have the uh have the open fingers like you described some i've seen have these little tabs to help you pull them off Mm-hmm. um but depending on the fabric or you know the material that the gloves are made out of are they breathable or are, i mean are they easy to come on and off
0: yeah the ones that nsp has i mean yeah you it's real easy to take them off but the velcro wraps around your your wrist and once you undo the velcros it's you know it's, it slides right off your fingers okay? oh but nice it, okay. it stays in it stays in place really well you know i've got a pair of gloves that typically you get a year or so out of them and I've had them over a year and they're still pretty good. So, you know, eventually I'll change them out, but I mean, the padding is staying where it needs to stay. So, um, you they, they got pretty good longevity with them in my opinion.
1: Excellent. Okay. All right. So we've talked about gloves and belts. What else do you use Armin?
0: All right. So another one that I think is important to, to help with your, your back work is you have some straps and there's okay. different. Yeah. So I mean, straps are, I think, are really critical. All
1: right. So, so for anyone who hasn't used straps, how do those work,
0: and how would you implement them into your workout? Okay, that's a good question. So there's a couple types of straps. You have a strap that uh, is made of heavy. You you slide it on your wrist like a little loop, and then you what you do you take the the the, the part of the strap that hangs down Mm -hmm. and you wrap that piece around the bar to help with your grip and you try to get as tight as you can to the wrist. So one of the problems with those particular types of straps are very effective is they can start pulling on your wrist pretty hard. And I've gotten a few ganglion cysts from that in the past. So I don't like using those as much. They're very effective, but because, you know, you're using really heavy weight and you're pulling a lot of weight, um, they really start to affect your wrist some. So that's one that I don't like about that style. Now I do like the style that uh, it's, it's kind of a, a gripper. So in other words, you have this flap that kind of hangs down, you, know, you you put it around your wrist and it's a flap that hangs down. There's different versions of this too. And they also make a hook that uh, kind of a metal hook you can use. I just think that that one kind of gets in the way too much, but um, this, the gripper, you just, you, you take it lay, lay, laid around the handle of the bar it's just a short piece and you just put your fingers on the other side to help to hang on to it and it does work really well and so we have those at nsp just because uh i prefer those over the the uh, other straps so hmm. um and they held up really well and, and it's it's padded so it kind of helps with uh, the grip and they really stick to the bar well so that was important too nice. like if you're doing Pull ups and rows and deadlifts. You know your forearms are going to give out, and so and again, you don't you, you want to do your warm up work and some of the reps without the strap, okay? But once you start getting into the heavy stuff and you want to try and get a you know a couple more reps, then that's where I really like to to use the, the you know the gripper as I would call it, um, and again, it helps take that pressure off of the forearms a little bit enough just so you can squeeze out a few more quality reps. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's a lot of good information on belts, gloves, (laughs) and straps. But is there more?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, again, it depends on the person and what they want to do. Um, But I really like uh, different types of weightlifting type of shoes. So the only only true weightlifting shoe, uh, in my opinion, is the powerlifting shoe. And so there's different brands of those. One thing I like about them they have the raised heel. So that's important for like deadlifts and, and squats because you know having that raised heel gives you a really solid surface. Mm-hmm. Now some people say, well, you're better off doing it barefoot, this and that. And I've tried doing the, the these kind of movements barefoot, and it just my feet are too sensitive for that, so it just mm-hmm. doesn't work for me. So when I have the raised heel, I feel really good support. and you know the way the powerlifting shoe works is it has a strap with the laces and so the strap allows you to tighten that shoe further uh, so to make sure your foot doesn't slide around right right the knees now outside of that um then you know i have the uh, cross training type of shoe um and that one uh it's more it's it's not a running shoe because the cross training shoe is more stable so your feet won't slide in it and there's different versions of that. And I, I like that for my regular training as well.
1: <clears throat> gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you know, in my experience, depending on what you're doing, if you don't have the proper footwear, it can really yeah. cause some problems and make it tough on you. Um, so do you feel this has really made a difference having the proper footwear in your workouts?
0: Yeah, cause I've done it, you know, like back in the early days, what they had you, you know, when I was training, they had you wear boots. So you had the you know, the raised heel and a really firm shoe for your squats and deadlifts. So that's what a lot of guys were using. <clears throat> when they came out with these, you know, they're you know, they're more stylish for one. But I mean the other thing is is they were designed for the movements and they're very effective. Like I had a pair of Palatin shoes that last me 20 years because the only time you use them is when you're training. So right. As long as everything's you know still functioning right you know they last forever. Hmm. So, and, and they were high quality. Um so but there's different kinds of pilot shoes. You just have to find the one that works for you. Uh, but the thing is if your feet slide or the shoe starts to squash down like a lot of running shoes. I see guys training with running shoes. They're real comfortable, but that heel's going is designed to to, you know, absorb the uh the impact, okay? So right. when you got to lot of weight on there those heels are those uh the heel's going to press down and squash some you're going to have more tendency for your feet to move which is going to confect your knees and that's another thing that uh, i think is important because you want to make sure your 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 knee movement doesn't move around it's got to come you know in the straight up and down like it needs to, to to protect the knee joint and to attack the muscles the way you intend it to be happening so um that's why i don't really like Running shoes now they're okay for doing calf raises, but I'm not going to wear three types of shoes, so I do the right crop right. the cross training like my upper body day, or if I'm, if I'm training legs, I take you know, I take the power the powerlifting shoes off and then I put the um the cross training shoe on so I get a better stretch and uh because it's a thinner shoe for my calf raises. Gotcha. So, now you could do heavy calf raises, I mean, real heavy calf raises, the powerlifting shoes. It's just that they don't grip the plate very well because of the way they're designed. So that's one of the the negatives I would say that I kind of ran into playing around with that.
1: Interesting. Well, you know, all, all this sounds good. You've got a lot of equipment that you've covered. Um, Is there anything else that you feel that's very important to have?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I really enjoy a workout bag because you know, it's, it's when you, when you have the equipment like the straps, the belts, and all that, you got to have one place to put it. And in the old days, we had our own kind of make makeup bag that we you know that something we put together to haul our junk in. So with the workout bags, I mean, then you can have a place with the belts, the straps, the gloves, a towel. You know, any anything else you need your supplements. Uh, You know, there's. Places you can, they have them set up that so you can store your supplements there, you know, like your pre workout and your post workout. So that's pretty handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, when I got the NSP bag, I mean, it's big, which was nice because it held, you know, I've got Powerton belts, I got my dip belt, I got a regular belt. I mean, I just, I got all kinds of junk in there. So it, it holds everything. And so, and you have the zipper sections on the side to like keep your supplements or other accessories and So they're separated. Uh, gotcha. So you kind of keep the odor down from the things that are in the middle of the bag, you know, because you, if you're sweating the stuff that you're, you're going to have a little bit of odor come from that. So,
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you seem to have everything. Is there anything missing from your list?
0: <laughs> All right. So there is another uh, type of um, accessory that a lot of people like to use them. I've used them on and off and that's a, a wrist strap. So if you're having some tendonitis or you know your, your wrists are kind of weak then like for pressing movements and you feel like they're not holding up really well then you could use these wrist straps which mm-hmm. you know they just they hook on the thumb and then you wrap them around and then you velcro it on your wrist so it does give you support you know it's power lifters and people doing really heavy lifts that are pressing type movements uh like them i just didn't like them as well i think they uh again, you're sweating everywhere. And so these things get smelly and you don't need that much support. But um, if I had tendonitis, then I would use them to kind of help take some of the pressure off. That's the only time you even recommend them for a client. But that is another accessory that, uh, you know, it is available and a lot of people really like them. Mm -hmm. It's just that uh, for me, it's like, eh, you know, And NSP does have the the wrist straps for people that, you know, if you did want to you know, have some, they're, they're good quality. It's just, it's just not something I really like to have in my repertoire as far as using on a regular basis. You know, you got the gloves on and you know, you your straps, you know, all that kind of stuff.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you covered a lot of stuff and we're getting low on time here. Is there anything else you want to add as we wrap up?
0: Well, just to, to again, these are my opinions on the kind of gear I think can really help you with your training. Um, but, you know, it's up to the person. But with it, I think you're going gonna to, help, it helps with less likely to get injuries. You're using the belt and, you know, the, the, pulling with the straps and stuff. I think you're going to have a, a better chance of not, not doing something that's going to get injured. Plus, it, it makes mm-hmm. you, you, know, like anything, if you have the right gear when you're doing stuff, it makes it more interesting and you get more out of it. So, mm-hmm. and again, this is my opinion on it. But, uh, you know, the key thing is to find accessories that fit and feel the best for you. Um, But, you know, I think for my training, I really enjoy using the the accessories because I I know my lips are going to be good. And just, it's another confidence builder, but that's just me.
1: (laughs) Well, the good thing too, and, you know, I just want to let everybody know too, is kind of a disclaimer is, a lot of times Armin and I talk about a supplement. Now, today we're talking about equipment. A lot of these things you can find on the nspnutrition.com website. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is Armin and I recommend things because we know they work. Armin just told you he was involved in helping NSP find this equipment because he wanted to make sure that NSP and, you know, Armin together, they are actually representing quality equipment to help you have success in your workout. Armin and I don't make any money from doing what we do. We're doing it because we want to help people. So... You know, I don't think a lot of people know that and we don't really bring it up too much, but I I I don't want anybody to think like, "Hey, go to NSP so we're making money." We're not making money on this. NSP is the company and we're doing the show for them, but there's no increase in income for either of us for sales or anything like that. We're doing this to help people. We're passionate about it. And uh, you know, Armin, you Damn. do a lot of work on these shows, a lot of research. And this is 40 years of your experiences and things that you've done that has become successful for you. And, you know, I think it's great that you're sharing it with everyone. Uh, You know, I don't know how anybody wouldn't want to listen to you for all of the information (laughs) that you have, your trial and error, man, a lot of work.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I mean, again, it's just, you know, I'm trying to see what, trying to explain things i feel will help people and if if you don't agree that's fair i don't that's fine but um i I do know a lot of things i've done they do work because i had to kind of figure it out so
1: (laughs) absolutely absolutely well that being said stand by for a quick word from nsp nutrition and arm and i will be right back
0: nsp nutrition was founded by vince geronda during bodybuilding's golden era Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at NSPNutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Ecklebarter.
1: Hey, I'm Frank Mills, and thanks again for joining us here on the show. Now, we always talk about, uh, you know, something after the break, and my thought was, hey, we just talked about all this awesome equipment. At least go on to nspnutrition.com and check it out for yourself. If you're looking for some new gloves, a new weight belt, hey, whatever, Armin, uh you've done the research you know this stuff works it's right on the nsp nutrition site right yeah
0: and i use it every day so (laughs) i mean i use all of it every day
1: so it works i mean you got me wanting to go and uh take a look now because you know um it's something that uh you got me thinking about so i will definitely look at that equipment today but anyway uh that being said let's get on with the show We got fan questions, and, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes we get fan questions that match the show, and sometimes we get fan questions that are totally somewhere else, and today it's totally somewhere else. Um, First one is from Andre, and Andre is from South Florida. Uh, It looks like the Miami area, you know, somewhere down there. Andre's... It says Armin, you say that you've been working out and trying to do different things for 40 years. Mm, yeah. How long did it take you in that 40 year process to get to the professional bodybuilder level of where you felt you had everything down? It's a good question.
0: Yeah, it is a good question. Um, well, it's like this, you know, in my earlier days, I was well, I was pretty competitive. But, you know, that was drug related to, you know, I didn't take drugs, but if I was going to compete at a higher level for a pro card, that's kind of mandatory um, to, to, you know, be competitive with other guys doing the drugs, even if your genetics are really good. So I kind of threw that towel in the ring in those days, but then when I got in my 50s, I didn't realize that they uh, they had Men over fifty, type men over 45, men over fifty, et cetera. They had these other classes. And so I'm, you know, I checked it out and, you know, based on what I saw in the competition, I thought, well, I think I can I can do my I can hold my own on that. So that's what really, you know, helped me to decide, okay, well, maybe I'll get this pro card after all, because it's something that is on the bucket list for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I figured I had, you know, had to work hard, but I, you know, I did it within about uh, about two and a half years. You know, I finally got it. Um, but I'd already built the physique anyways. Mm-hmm. Like my physique at at its max was probably when I was like 28, 29. You know, weighed about 187 and it still had a six pack. And that was about as big, you know, five foot seven. So that mm-hmm. was as big as I ever got. Um, but, you know, after I realized. And some pounds and all this other stuff and that's going to require drugs. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to work in the field, but I'm not going to, you know, keep competing because it's just, and they didn't really have a lot of natural stuff that was really going on in in, in those days. Right. You compete naturally. So I was like, eh, all right. And even so, you know, getting a pro card on a natural level didn't really do, you know, there wasn't enough interest in it. So uh, that's what happened for me. But Okay. uh, Well. I finally got it and it was, uh, unfortunately, it was kind of a long journey, but, you know, hey, it still happened. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: and really, it just goes to show that wherever you are in your life, if you set the goal, you have a chance to achieve that if you work hard at it. And, you know, I think it's very commendable, Armin. So, Andre, hopefully that answers the question. Uh, Next question is from Julie right here in the Tampa Bay area. Um, And Julie is asking, she says, you know, guys, uh, I'm allergic to dairy and eggs. And I know Mm -hmm. that you are critical on eggs, Armin. And she goes, I'm concerned about protein, like uh, types of protein. And she was really interested in the milk and egg protein until she heard egg. She goes, you know, if I have an allergy to eggs other than meat, is there other ways to get protein? Are there protein supplements or drinks uh, that don't have egg?
0: yeah, I mean, you can do, there is whey protein, but it still has, if she's allergic to milk, then, you know, uh, so she's allergic to eggs and what else? Eggs and dairy. dairy. Okay, yeah, if she's allergic to milk, then she can experiment with the uh, the whey protein. You know, we have that in NSP2 okay. uh, as another alternative, um, but she'd have to experiment with it and see how she responds. respond, and I would, you know, you know be cautious with it. Other than that, though, I mean, other protein, you're going to get plenty from you know good quality red meat. Okay, so grass fed beef is a great is a great protein. It has a lot of nutrients in it, so that it shouldn't limit her. Uh, but if she doesn't like beef, then you know then you get got to work your way down. You got turkey, which is uh, has more protein than chicken. So you want to you know if she likes turkey, use that. Use the chicken. Uh, and then if she, if she can afford it to buy the full full spectrum uh, essential amino acids like the Amino 1000 that, that we have at NSP or, you know, if she has another brand that, that she likes, then she can look at that. Amino acids are going to be, they're going to absorb pretty rapidly. So that's another mm-hmm. way to kind of uh, add to the protein. And then the beef liver caps, um, you know, I'll definitely use the beef liver capsules uh, in between the meals to keep your protein level up. Uh, she could also supplement those with the meal too if she wanted but um yeah she's just gonna have to use the other protein sources and then you got the fish and you got salmon and and uh, you know the other types of fish you know that depending on what kind of fish you like that's another good source of protein i just i wouldn't be doing much with the plant protein just because they're not that efficient right but the right. other proteins um and besides that uh plant proteins don't have any fat in it and that's why you want to have you know protein and fat are really good to digest together. So that's another thing you want to kind of keep in mind.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, Julie, hopefully that helps. And uh, we appreciate the questions, uh, you know, and the input. We always rely on that. And if you have any topics or suggestions or questions for the show, please contact us. You can use the QR codes on the screen, or you can comment on the YouTube channel. There's lots of comments there. Or... You can even email us at support at nspnutrition.com. And, you know, Armin, we rely on that content, so uh, we need
0: to keep it coming, right? Oh, yeah. So everybody's got ideas. We, we'd love to hear them, and maybe we can get your, your idea on the show. So
1: Absolutely. And don't forget to share with your friends and family. You know, if we can help yeah. one person, that's why we do the show, and uh, we hope that we can do that. That being said, that's the end of the show. We hope you enjoyed it and join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode
0: of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget, you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.